want to welcome all, you all here this afternoon to the European Parliament here in Brussels and I'm delighted to be hosting a delegation uh, of representatives of the fishing industry and uh, coastal communities. Uh, and we're going to be spending the next two days engaging with politicians within the European Parliament uh, and senior uh, level within the uh, EU Commission. Uh, and we, what we want to be doing is be articulating the case for Ireland's fishing fleet to be allocated a fair share of the fish uh, from our own waters. So I want to firstly uh, welcome our panellists and introduce them. Uh, I have here uh, Brendan Byrne of the Irish Fish Processors and Exporters Organisation, uh, Pat Murphy of the Irish South and West Fish Producers, uh, E. O'Donnell of the Irish Fish Producers Organisation, and my good colleague and friend, uh, Deputy Park McLaughlin, uh, who is Sinn Féin's fishing spokesperson. So maybe, you know, we'll, what we'll do is we'll open it up to our sectoral, sectoral representatives, and maybe start with yourself, Brendan. So, you know, you know, what is the importance of, you know, who, who do you represent and what is the importance of, of why we're out here? Well, I represent the uh, processors and exporters. There's 160. We have 800 million euros of exports from that sector. Uh, we employ 4,000 people directly and possibly 2,500 indirectly. Uh, it's a key part of the fishing industry in Ireland. And uh, the last two years particularly have been challenging, coming as it is from the legacy of the unfair deal of the CFP. So there's a real level of frustration in the industry now and uh, we would like to acknowledge you yourself, Chris, for inviting us here today to bring our case directly to Brussels, which we are. And uh, this is the first time in 22 years that there has been an all of industry delegation to Brussels from the entire catching sector, from the inshore sector, from the islands, to the processing and exporting. So that's the significance of this event. Well, that's, that's good to hear indeed, uh, Brendan and Pat. Uh, from the perspective of the South and West uh, fish producers, uh, it's very important that we engage, uh, your, your group engages uh, with the Commission. Yeah, uh, first of all, I'd like to echo um, the sentiments that Brendan has expressed. This is... Uh, is a very important mission and we will call it a mission to come to Brussels to put our point of view across to the decision makers and the Commission so we, we are appreciative to both yourself and Padraig for allowing us to come here and meet those decision makers you know and it's very important because at this moment in our history our industry is is on its knees we were hit with COVID we were lost 25% of our fish both quota and non-quota species from our, our boats. So we're struggling and we really are struggling. And there are plenty of reports out there, Chris, that says we're struggling. So it's not just coming from the industry that we're saying we have a problem here. It's acknowledged. Uh, you know, there's money being allocated to Ireland. We get one fifth of the BAR fund to deal with the aftermath of Brexit. And that is unprecedented when we see that amount of money coming to our small country above every other country in Europe. So that tells the tale in itself that we really are in trouble. And look, we represent boats from seven metres, 20 foot punts up to 34 metres that travel all over um, the globe uh, in Europe, down to the Bay of Biscay, up to Norway, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles trying to prosecute their fishery. And yet we at home in our own waters only get around 15% of the fish that's in our own waters. And we have... Uh, a document here, a fact sheet from the department saying that it's around 19%. We think that 
there might be a bit more um, once the lendings into other ports are taken into consideration. So we're, we're at, at a juncture in our history, in our fishing industry, that I've seen in my short lifetime where there was 30 boats inside in the small village where I fished from. It's down to three or four now. And if we don't do something radical and, and change and review the common fishery policy that is fair to all the countries in this shared resource, it is a shared resource and we're only looking for a share just to keep our fleet viable. So this is really, really important to be here and talk to the decision makers to get that point across. And, and E, we heard from uh, Brendan earlier saying that this is probably the first time we've seen all interests uh, within the uh, fishing sector coming together on a delegation yes. out here. Like, from your point of view, is, is, is that important? Yeah, Chris. Um, well, first of all, to thank you both for bringing us here. It's really good to have this chance. I think it's basically a first for a united front. Basically, the catching sector and the processing sector here beside me, we've come together to decide on what the priorities are in terms of the fishing sector. We are at a major crossroads as to where the industry is going. We don't have enough emphasis on the development of the industry. It's a major employer of up to 16,000 people coastwide. It's really, really important to the socio-economic development of coastal communities. The resilience of the coastal communities depends to a very large extent on seafood and the blue economy. And it's not getting enough attention. We're controlled by or regulated by a common fisheries policy. A key pillar of that is a socio-economic pillar which is aimed at maintaining economic development and resilience in coastal communities. And essentially that's failing us. So we're here to try and get a level playing field, because a level playing field is all of what Europe's about. To try and get a better transfer of quotas from Europe back to Ireland. We don't have what we should have. And worse still, as part of Brexit, we had a disproportionate transfer of quota from Ireland to the UK. And we haven't really been compensated and it's affecting us job-wise, local economy-wise, service industries. So we are at a critical phase, and we do need the support of the likes of yourselves to try and address these issues and bring a voice here to Europe so that Europe and the Commission and the Parliament understand what the issues are to the Irish economy arising from where we're at. So it's a great, great opportunity for us to do that. Uh, and thank you, for the three of you, for, for your input. It's, it's, it's critically important uh, from my point of view as an MEP, but from coming from a region, and I know it's we're talking about the coastal communities all across the 26 counties, but predominantly that's the west of Ireland is what yes. we're talking about. And, you know, as you said, either the impact on on on, on regions that are already suffering from regional imbalances yeah. is is very very important. Uh, Porik, from your viewpoint as as uh, you know somebody who's engaged with politics and you're a Sinn Féin spokesperson uh, on fisheries. You know, when you hear the comments and, you know, from, from our, our three other panellists here, you know, it's probably to some extent it's just echoing what you very much know already. Yeah, I, I have to say I'm, I'm really pleased that we have such a strong uh, delegation. We have six national fishing organisations that are represented. We have two uh, co-ops uh, from... Uh, from North Donegal, Foyle, and then Galway and Arran. Um, so this is a really powerful delegation. Um, it's a united voice, uh, an industry uniting, asking for a fair share of the fish from our own waters and putting forward proposals, that are not, not about a full renegotiation of the common fisheries policy, but 
measures that can be taken without doing that that are about yeah. fairness. So uh, for me, um, it's about taking the message directly to the top decision makers in the European Commission, Chris, taking it to the members of the European Parliament on the Fisheries Committee and, and just making it clear, like, you know, nowhere else in Europe would be asked or expected to tolerate what we've been tolerating for too long, which is not getting a fair share of the fish in this immense resource, you know, one of the richest fisheries, uh, not just in Europe, uh, but certainly in Europe, but you know, the world. I mean, this is a tremendous natural, national resource. Uh, and you have that all around you, staring uh, out at you, and we are decommissioning more and more of our boats. It is, it is, it's a mortal sin. And what we're asking for is to the European Commission officials to listen, to understand the facts of what's actually happening, how it flies in the face of their own principles, their own uh, objectives in the common fisheries policy, and to do what's right and fair by Ireland, nothing more, nothing less. So it's a powerful delegation. I'm proud to be here to witness it. Uh, it's their delegation, it's their voice, uh, it's a united voice, and uh, hopefully it's the start of a reversal of what's been going on for too long. And, and I just want to touch on it. Uh, look, there is the potential that Sinn Féin could be in government or leading government at some time in the near future. So uh, keeping your political hat in your head, if you happen to be that person who was sitting in the seat in regards to the ministry relating to fisheries, what would you be doing differently at, at, at a state level back home in Ireland? Yeah, I think the first thing is that our Department of the Marine needs to be a department for the Marine. Uh, it needs to stand up for Irish national interests uh, in partnership with our European partners. I mean, Brexit put a focus on um, the importance of the European Union to the island of Ireland, uh, to our economy. Um, and we value that. But we need to be in a partnership that's about respect, mutual respect. And I feel that, I feel strongly actually, that those in decision-making in the European Commission and the European Parliament haven't heard the full facts about what's actually been happening in Ireland and how it actually undermines uh, and betrays the principles that they stand for in the European uh, Commission and European Parliament. So for me, it's about um, changing the direction. It's about clearly saying to the Department of Marine, you need to get your act together, you need to stand up for Irish national interests, you need to engage robustly, and you need to continue to engage until this is turned around, uh, that we, uh, you know, that we, we start to reverse the decline, we put more vessels back in the water uh, to, fi to fish to sustainably, and to give future generations, you know, in coastal communities, a future in terms of fishing, and indeed fish processing. You know, so we, yeah. we, we have the catchers and we have the processors on this delegation and it's the full package that we want uh, for all of us. And, and, I think, and I, I think maybe it was yourself, Porrick, that referenced that, you know, the common fisheries policy is, is you know, we have to work within that framework uh, and to be realistic about it uh, because it's, it's a, it takes many years of renegotiation for when the new one comes in. But what we're, we're coming here is because quite often these people are coming and identifying what the problems are. Yes. But we're, you're coming with suggestions of solutions. So maybe if I take it, Brendan, like, like, what kind of things would you be hoping to proactively and positively put well, towards politicians and the Commission? The reality, the majority of the problems facing the Irish fishing industry, 
there's ready-made solutions there within the existing framework of the common fisheries policy. If you look at, for example, the amount of on-caught quota right across Europe, it's multiples of what we have as a national quota. So we're, what we're asking the Commission here is to look creatively at that. And the irony, uh, Chris, is all this fish is being caught in Irish waters. It's been caught in the waters around our island. And here it is, uncaught, it's a quota that could be attributed to any other member state. They don't catch it because they have sufficient amount of quota. They have surplus quota. So we're going to make a case that in, the, in light of Brexit and in light of the severe hit that the Irish fishing industry has taken, that that's the first thing we need to look at, restoring fairness and balance and equality in that regard. And the second aspect that we need to look at is uh, the EU have used fish as a trade commodity in terms of blue-whiten, in terms of mackerel. For example, in mackerel, 15.6% of the total amount of mackerel is traded in a trade agreement to appease car manufacturing in Germany. Those mackerel come from Irish waters. In terms of blue-whiten, over 300,000 tonnes of blue-whiten is caught in Irish water each year and is a trade agreement with the Norwegians. But at the same time, our quota is only 28,000 tonnes. So we're the meat in the sandwich. Time and time again, the fish and the stocks around our island are traded off as sweetheart deals to appease other parts of this institution here, be it trade with Norway, trade with Germany. It's time someone calls halt to that. We are suffering as an industry. Uh, in the 49 years that we've been in the EU and the EEC, the industry is in permanent decline, none more so than the last 10 years. In the last 10 years alone, the process and industry in Ireland has gone from the top five to the bottom three and is projected to fall further. And we are here saying, quite simply, the common fisheries policy is based on a level playing field, equality for all, and especially for those coastal states that have zonal attachment. None of those principles are being applied to Ireland. None of those principles have ever been applied to Ireland. And it's time to call halt to it. And, and Pat, um, <coughs> the point was, was made there that you know, quite often the fishing industry is collateral damage in wider negotiations. And we've seen that most recently, obviously, where, where the fishing industry caught it fairly hard and heavy regarding the whole Brexit negotiations. So, so what would you be coming proactively and, and, and trying to suggest to the senior commission officials we'll be meeting? Well, look, the whole reason why we're here and Europe is here is because the fish that are in our waters is considered a shared resource. Historically, fleets from other parts of Europe came in to the waters around our coastline and shared our resource. But now it's not equal. And our fleet is not equal access to the fish and equal opportunities to the resource that we have in our waters. We have the most sensitive, biologically rich waters in Europe now. And that is without a shadow of a doubt now that the UK has left. We have 29% of the water and we have around 5% of the fish. And we are not getting enough fish of our own resource to survive. It's that simple, Chris. And we, are, we, we have the data to show that 
there is a way to solve this problem. And it's when other countries don't utilise the share of fish that they're being given under the current rules that this can be reallocated back to countries who need it. We, in our organisation, brought this concept when the landing obligation came in first. And what we wanted for wasn't instead of an increase to all the different countries and the share ratio, we wanted that increase to be pooled into a separate pot so that any country that could look for this fish would get it. We have countries already that the European Union have decided to allow them to access all the other types of fish that they have by giving them 6% of the fish they don't have from the European Union. So we all contribute to a pot. Now, there's a deal made in that that you get it, you swap it for other fish. Like, we have areas where we try and swap fish out, but we get a better rate back to keep our fleet going. It's something like that we're looking for. We're not looking for something to be taken off somebody. We're looking for what is said, said out in the document here, which is accepted in other areas, like Brendan has outlined. Other countries outside of the EU are catching massive amounts of fish that are in EU waters. And they also are increasing their own share on the likes of mackerel. But if you turn that around, we have the same rights as them then under the same arguments. Now, we're not demanding fish. We're not... Uh, um, threatening to have fish but what we are looking for is a fair share of the resource and that can be done because each country can only carry forward 10% of their quota that they don't catch in the year only 10% and we have data going back consistently over five and six years of key stocks that certain countries with massive amounts of fish are only catching 70% so there's 20% of a margin there that could be reallocated okay and and if you know, yes. what Brendan and, and Pat are saying sound like very sensible suggestions. So I presume from the processors and exporters' point of view, there wouldn't be too much disagreement. No, obviously, well, Brendan represents the processors and exporters, but we work together, uh, the IFPO with them on the catching side. I think the really important thing here is we're at a perfect storm situation. We're in a bit of a crisis they want to decommission a third of our demersal fleet, 30% of our boats to be decommissioned, and we're sitting on top of this massive resource of protein on the west coast of Ireland and all around the coast. It doesn't make sense. We need to realise we have loads of opportunities. We have very modern fleets. We have very good fishermen. We have a very strong culture along the coast of catching fish, not just on the west coast, but from Claherhead all the way south to Wexford to West Cork, right up to the north of Donegal but they need to be supported at government level. We need to go out there and push for a better allocation of stocks within our own economic zone. We need to have an access to stocks of bluefin tuna that are coming to our coasts now. The Japanese sail all the way from Japan to catch this and catch three and a half to 4,000 tonnes per year. We can't catch one tonne. It's ridiculous. We need common sense approach. We need a commitment from the government. We need a commitment from our department officials to help us to continue to develop what is already a very significant industry, but it needs to be recognised. And thank you for that. And, and, and Porik, uh, as we come near the conclusion of our, of our, of our uh, you know, our, our information kind of chat here, uh, very quickly, you know, what, if there was one or two things the government at home can do right now to at least ease the pressure that's on the, the fishing sector at the minute, what would you suggest? Well, what's really powerful about this delegation is this is the fishing industry from all around Ireland uniting together. Yes. And this is what their call is and this is their proposals. 
And what I would like to see is our government backing those proposals. These aren't Sinn Féin's proposals. This is coming from the fishing industry. This is, this is their delegation. This is their, um, you know, their request, their call for fairness. It's entirely reasonable. What you see here doesn't require years of renegotiation, uh, you know, tussles and tugs with member states. This is about fairness. It's in line with the principles of the common fisheries policy. So I would be expecting uh, our minister uh, and our department officials to back this, to come in behind it, uh, and to fight for it at European level. That's what I expect. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, thanks for that, Pork. And just in inclusion to thank Pat, thank Brendan, thank E, thank yourself, Pork, for joining us, uh, for your content and your input. And, and as has been said, you're just representatives of indeed a wider delegation that we out, have out here. Uh, and as has been said at the outset, I think, Pork, you said it, is we're only facilitating. Yeah. It's your voice. Uh, that, that needs to be heard uh, and the common sense proposals that you're putting forward. I can commit myself and Porrick to robustly uh, defend and articulate the needs of fishing and coastal communities uh, as we work together because they're needed now more than ever. So, so again, thank you. I'm hoping that the, the next two days are successful. Chris, just, if you don't mind, I want to make a point now on behalf of the industry. Genuinely, a lot of the fishermen outside there now, they're at the lowest ebb. You know, their, their morale is on the floor. So the likes of this, that they see us coming out and you facilitating this is like a moral boost for them. Yeah. It gives them some yeah. small semblance of hope. So for that, we do thank yeah. yourselves yeah. and the Sinn Féin party uh, for making this happen we're, because we're, it's really important that this happens and more of it happens. No, we're, we're more than pleased to do so. But like I said, is is our key jobs to facilitate, is to open that door for you and to make sure as many of you come through it as possible and to amplify your voices as much as, as we possibly can. So, so I'm looking forward over the weeks, the months and indeed the years ahead that, that we build a good, close relationship and we ensure the line of communication between yourselves and the decision makers yeah. within the Commission is as strong as we possibly good. can be. So, so with that, I want to thank you viewers for joining us uh, and Gormaigiv Galer. Gormaigiv. Gormaigiv. Thank you.